Welcome to Passion Life Church. I figured what better way to end the series than to honor Christ's love for us than to love one another. Just have a question for you to start out. Will you throw someone a rope? What I mean by that is if you saw someone on a cliff and you saw that they needed something, would you throw a rope to them? Keep in mind this is an illustration of a person that's literally hanging on a cliff. And a lot of people don't realize that when someone needs something, we should all step up. And I just want you to see what Christ and the Bible have to say about witnessing or sharing your testimony. So whose responsibility is it? Well, the Bible says in Psalms 96, 1 through 3, and this is attributed to David, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. And then we also have Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, this is known as the Great Commission, um, but is actually something that um, I was very confused about when, when I first started out. I was like, isn't it the pastor's responsibility to tell people about Christ? Or, or maybe just bring them to church and they'll hear about it there. But I find out that the main responsibility of a pastor is to feed the flock so they can go out and tell others. Um, it's every Christian's responsibility to share the good news. Every follower of Jesus has a story. It is your story, and no one can deny that. So, we're supposed to go, we're supposed to baptize them, and we're supposed to teach them. But who are we supposed to tell? Well, in Mark 16, 15 through 16, it says, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So, who are we to tell? Everyone. Your family, your neighbors, and even people that you don't know very well. 
And yes, even people that do things that you don't like. How many people are in your world? So, let's go and find out how can we do it. Jesus gave a good example in John 4, 4. He started a conversation with the woman at the well. He demonstrated love toward her. Now, he didn't have to. At the time, Jews did not like Samaritans at all. So for her to have Jesus talk to her was showing love right there just by him talking to her because they didn't do it. Then he used an example that she understood. He talked about water. And then he let her know the good news about the living water, which was him. But I like to look at the second part more. The second part is talks about the woman at the well. And it talks about what she did. The woman at the well actually shares the good news right after she gets it. So many Samaritans believed in John 4, 39 to 42. It says, many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his word, many more became believers. They said, the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. So the woman at the well, what'd she do? She started a conversation. Then she brought the conversation to Jesus and what he had done. Then she let them know what Jesus did for her personally. And you don't have to have all the answers. The Holy Spirit will help. In Luke 12, 12, it says, For the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what needs to be said. I have a few examples to share with you. There was a three-year-old boy that I experienced in a hallway, and he was looking up at his mom, and he said, I don't like what you're doing to my Jesus. She broke down in tears. She walked over to me, and she said, what do I have to do to be saved? That was him being used by the Holy Spirit to save his mom. And that's awesome. And all he did was spoke some words. He didn't do anything miraculous. He just spoke, told her about Jesus. Okay? You have to really understand, as far as sharing your testimony, you're just throwing the rope out there. I mean, the pressure's off. You're not the rope. The rope is Jesus, okay? Jesus is the one who saves us. 
Are you always going to have someone accept Christ? No. I was on a flight. There was a young college student on that flight. It was a three-hour flight. Her mom was a Jewish Christian. Her father was a Jew, and they had splitting up. So we were talking, found out that she was going to Belize, Central America, to find out about the animals and the plants there. And that was what she had to do for her college thesis. So we were talking back and forth, and she said, well, what are you on the plane for? And I said, well, I'm down here to spread Christ to others. And she said, oh. And right then I was like, okay, she's not going to want to talk to me anymore. But luckily, Jesus helped me through the Holy Spirit, give me the right words to say. I eventually, she asked me a question. She said, I suppose you want me to get saved right now. And my answer was no. Before I even knew what was coming out of my mouth, I said, I want you to accept Christ when you want to accept Christ. Well, all I had to say was thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, because that did not come from me. That came from the Holy Spirit. And I thought it was awesome because her whole demeanor changed. I could see it in her face. And luckily, at the end of the flight, she said, oh, I'm going to talk to my mom more about the things that she believes. So that was encouraging. Uh, seeds were planted, but she didn't accept Christ. It doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> so, in conclusion, why is it important? If you don't tell them, who will? I had a fun experience just this last, last week, or maybe it was two weeks, but I went with somebody, we went to a park. We were going to start talking to people about Jesus. And, of course, it started raining, and there weren't many people at the park, but I was so encouraged by the young man that wanted to share the gospel with others. And we have him right here. His name is Reggie. Um, the, whole, the whole plan may not have worked out exactly the way we wanted, but I sure had some fellowship back and forth with him, and he brought so much joy into my life just by him wanting to be willing. So I have, have some more examples. If you don't tell them, who will? If you don't, someone else may tell them something wrong. When I was in Belize, Central America, there were two 17-year-old boys. And they came right up to me. They said, we can't get saved. I was like, what? You can't get saved? They said, yeah, we have tattoos. We can't get saved. I said, who told you that? They said, a missionary. I said, really? I said, not according to my Bible. And I let them know that the Bible doesn't contradict itself, that John 3.16, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I said, you're that whosoever. I said, I said you have to understand that that verse that they're talking about was them cutting into their skin and worshiping other gods. That's what that was about. It's not our modern-day tattoos. So if someone would not have told them that, they could have lost all hope, and they could have just figured, hey, I can't get saved. But yet they can. Another experience that I had was in a certain ministry, a young eight-year-old boy He accepted Christ on Wednesday. And on that Saturday, he passed away. Now, I thank God that he heard the gospel. But that, that just breaks my heart. But I have one that's even more heartbreaking. And this guy's my hero. A nine-year-old boy, he was coming to a ministry that I was involved in. And he had to bring a book. We had books. We uh, were memorizing scripture. And you had to have a book. So that, and you brought it back every Wednesday, so you can memorize the scriptures and say them to your leaders. <sighs> okay. This young man kept having his book all ripped up. And I said, why, why is your book ripped? He's like, I don't know. And then come to find out, couple times he didn't bring his book, so we made sure that he had a book. Then I get a phone call. And the young man is in the hospital. I was unaware, but the child was being beaten all the time. And uh, his mom was in the hospital at that time. And she told me, she said, what do I have to do to be saved? And I said, it's simple. She goes, no, you don't understand. I said, what do you mean I don't understand? She goes, no, you don't understand. She goes, you know, we beat him daily, and I can't take it anymore. I said, what? You beat him daily? She says, yes, you don't understand. Me and my husband worship Satan. But I need to know what I can do to get saved. Because my little boy loves Jesus. And I want to love Jesus like he does. So that very day, his mom accepted Christ and a month later, 
his dad accepted Christ. But that was all thanks to a young man that did not give up. And I'm just going to close with this. You are changing someone's life for eternity. Just throw them a rope. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.